Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Horton with City Moms Blog Network. And our hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Moms Blog Network. Hey, friends, unless you've been living under a rock, but a rock with access to podcasts, obviously, you have likely heard about the Netflix series Tidying Up. Yes, with Marie Kondo. This show is all the buzz. And I must admit, Steph, I am a convert. You're a convert. I'm a I'm a con Marie convert. <gasps> convert with a K. <laughs> Okay, so have you watched, how many episodes is it? Eight? It's only eight episodes. I, ha- I There's maybe two I haven't seen yet. Okay. But I've watched a couple of them twice. <laughs> You've watched a couple twice? Because <laughs> I wanted to show uh, my husband one of them. And then there was one with, my kids wanted to watch it. And there's one, one with a really cute family. And I thought that was most appropriate for them to see. So, yeah. I that is hilarious. Times. So you have officially drank the con mari kool-aid i i have i'm i am in the punchline with my with a big old glass ready to go yes no, I love with it. a big old yeti just yes, to keep yes. it cold <laughs> <laughs> yes i love it i am not a really a neat person i'll just admit it i am a little bit um i have a little bit of a clutter that follows me around i don't keep things as neat i'm not a hoarder but I tend to hang on to things probably longer than I should. Uh, not because I'm attached to them, but I just don't give myself the time to go through them. It just always seems so daunting. But that show really inspired me, and I have tackled my house. It's not, you know, not ready for like a, like, um, you know, a mag- HGTV magazine to come over and shoot it. <laughs> but, you know, like my clothes are thinned out. My husband has thinned out all his clothes. I've thinned out all my kids' clothes. I've started folding in the KonMari folding method and it just makes me happy. I I love it. And you do you believe that your anxiety in your home is less because Absolutely. Of this? Absolutely. Yes. That's and, amazing. And I also um well our guest today, which we'll yeah. get to in a second, but she talks yeah. about how it less clutter helps your children. And I've noticed that too. My kids tend to play longer with Legos or draw color longer because they can see their markers. Like because everything's organized and neat, they tend to do tasks longer than they did before. They get bored less often and they just seem to stay on task and be focused when things are less cluttered. And it's only been a couple of weeks, but I've definitely noticed a difference. Sold. <laughs> I I am right behind Michelle with my Yeti. <laughs> Get in the Kool-Aid line, kids. It's fine. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. Well, I've I've watched two episodes of Tidying Up. Uh, I actually watched one of them with my daughter, who seems to be fairly interested in this new, like, purging of and considering what brings you joy. Uh, but truthfully, what you just said, like, if this is going to give my kids a greater attention <laughs> to uh, playing and coloring and those sorts of things, I think I might be more intrigued. Yeah, I, I definitely say it's worth worth a try. It is not something you can accomplish in a short period of time, though. Right. My husband and I took a full weekend. 
to go through our room. I One of my Christmas presents to my kids this year was redecorating their bedrooms, which was long overdue. Mm-hmm. So I had kind of already tackled their rooms during that process. Right. Just weeding out clothes that don't fit anymore, which as a mom, we know that's a process you have to go through every few months. And it's just an obnoxious. Oh, Lordy. I tell you what, and I I feel like I need to take a moment for that. Not that I'm trying to one up you right now, but it's going to seem like I'm (laughs) one upping you. But I feel like I need to take a moment for all the moms out there that have multiple children of the same gender, because while I might not have more clothes than, say, Michelle that has two kids of, you know, like a boy and a girl, Mm -hmm. um, I have a ridiculous amount of girls' clothes. Like, there's no division of them. They're just all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) And keeping them organized makes me want to scream. How do you do that, though? Because are your girls, can they share clothes? Are they all in different sizes? They're all in different sizes uh, still, but I will say that, I mean, eventually, in due time, they'll be wearing similar sizes, and that maybe will be easier in theory. (laughs) But no, we just have bins downstairs um, that are all labeled with the sizes. And uh, I mean, the the tricky part with living in such extreme climates uh, Mm -hmm. like Minnesota, that we have winter clothes in 5T and summer clothes in 5T. uh, And it just is a little bit crazy. That that would drive me crazy. Because there's just so many clothes. You just have to get... You have to get the KonMari fold down and you have to put them in clear plastic bins so you can see them. You know all this? I do know all of this. I'm sitting here with my eyes very wide. I'm like that (laughs) emoji with the wide (laughs) eyes. I love that one. That might be one of my favorite ones. One of my favorites too. (laughs) But that's, I don't envy you, girl. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, anyway, regardless, all moms, like there is a level of... You know, yeah. overwhelmingness yeah. to keeping our kids' clothes organized. I have to say, and and I just, I just, I'm not going to get on a on a soapbox about this topic, but I just have to say, during this process, I love school uniforms even more. My kids wear school uniforms, so that means less other clothes, I'm and sure. it just makes life so much easier. So, yay, uniforms! Anyway, yay, <laughs> <laughs> uniforms! <laughs> I bet Marie Kondo's kids wear uniforms. Just saying. She probably does. She probably only has three of them, too. Yes. And she they has- only bring her the mm, joy. joy. Sparkling. <laughs> and obviously, cardigans and A-line skirts bring her joy and flats and tights. I, see, I've been watching too much. And bangs. Been watching She's too cute, much. though. She's adorable. I want to put her in my I pocket and take her. her home. Yeah. I want to put her in my pocket. She looks like a Polly Pocket. <laughs> she She's does. so little. She's so cute. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Well, love it, let's it. talk about our guest today. Okay. So our guest today is actually a KonMari trained organization expert. Yes, she is. Her name's Ivanka Solkowski, and she's actually a former elementary school teacher whose life was transformed when she began learning the many benefits of minimalism and organization. Ivanka also put her child psychology knowledge to work in creating her own children's organization program, The Moose Method, for homes and classrooms, and she's also written a book about it. Yeah, and her goal is to help children declutter their minds in order to prepare them for proper learning and development. So let's get to my conversation with Ivanka. Hey, Ivanka, welcome to the Just Add Sprinkles podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, well, you've been a busy lady because I think from all 
senses of the word, uh, home organization has blown up and become a topic of conversation. <laughs> it has in the best way possible. Yeah. Well, now, how many years have you been in the industry? This is my third year. Your third year of doing mm-hmm. primarily in-home organization. Just tell me a little bit about what you're kind of um, primarily in-home. Um, I work a lot with families uh, who have young children who kind of need to get uh, get into gear. Um, I'm a former elementary school teacher, so that's kind of why I like that market specifically. Yeah. Um, and I do some corporate offices, but that's less common. It's mostly families. Um, yeah, I think it's mostly families that I work with. Okay. And you have, so your business is called Tidy Moose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you have actually what is called the Moose Method. Tell me a little bit about that. So when, when the KonMari Method came out, it didn't really speak to anything to do with children. Because at the time, Marie didn't have children. Right. So no one was working with kids. So I thought... I would implement the methods that I used within my classroom and implement them in homes to help um, children who were, you know, kind of all over the map because everything a child does is a learned skill. So if they're not taught how to do a certain thing, we can't as adults expect them to know it and expect them to be able to do it just because we've said, okay, go do this. Right. You know, so um, the moose method was part like going from the classroom setting and applying it to the home setting. Okay. And I have to assume that there are, you know, age appropriate tasks for that. It might differ from a two year old to a eight year old. (laughs) Very much so. But it's funny. It kind of all starts off the same. It's just that the levels at which they complete these tasks are different. So a two-year-old will get involved because that's usually when I start. I don't really work with them younger than that because there's not much they can do. But, you know, a two-year-old, for example, can help with grocery or groceries, help with laundry, go put socks in a bin. You know, it's the little things that they can do. They can actually, they can learn the folds as well, but it's just not going to look as nice as, say, an eight-year-old or a 13-year-old. Right. But I encourage parents to not give up in that department just because it may look, you know, a little rough around the edges, but that that child feels such a sense of accomplishment when they've completed that task that, and there's such a high turnover of laundry anyway. So, you know, one shirt might be a little wrinkled when they wear it because of the fold, like big deal, you know, like in 10 minutes, they're going to spill chocolate all over it and you're going to have to change them anyway. So, yeah, um, I think don't really look for perfection. Just remember the moment of, you know, my child felt a sense of accomplishment and they are learning a new skill that they will practice and get better at. Kind of like potty training. You know, if we gave up on potty training, everyone would be wiping their 30 year olds, you know, because (laughs) because it, it is challenging at the beginning. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. So you have to kind of look at it like that. Only it's not as messy, which is great. (laughs) it's definitely less messy than potty training well that's really good I'm glad that you mentioned the laundry in particular because um, admittedly I am a very 
novice, if you could even call that KonMari like <laughs> student, um, much like a lot of other people, uh, I did start watching the Netflix series Tidying Up. And um, it's got me just thinking about and even to your point, like, what are some things that my kiddos should be involved in in our home and laundry has always been something that I don't know I consider myself fairly type A so I think that's probably why Kanmari seems exciting to me because I'm like yes I can organize the crud out of everything in yeah. my home. Um, and the folding techniques and that sort of thing but um, I haven't given a lot of responsibility to them until recently to help with the laundry and it's been really fun for them to be more involved so i'm mm -hmm. glad that you started with that suggestion yeah and it's not they don't have to i wouldn't suggest doing everything all at once you know you don't want to have information overload but if you start with all of them saying you know we're all gonna when laundry is out when you know when we're doing the laundry you guys all find your socks and match them up yep. any any age can do that and then you start doing that for a week and then the next week you know let's throw in t-shirts and we're going to all learn how to fold t-shirts so we're going to do that together it's going to be a bit rough at the beginning just because it's going to take some time but that's like a short-term pain for long-term gain kind of thing right right um now laundry obviously is a pretty um you know standard responsibility that uh, we can involve our kids with but what are some other suggestions that you have um whether they're moose method specific or just things that you found are really helpful with families. Um, so with the moose method, when I work with um, children working on their toys, mm -hmm. a lot of North American children have so many toys that they don't know what to do with them. It's overstimulation. It's actually hindering their developmental growth because they don't really even know what's there or, and then let's talk about how to put it away when there are so many things you don't know what to do. So. The moose method specifically, what I do with clients is I, I go in, we do a purge of a bunch of toys, and then there are 10 toys left per child per season. And so you would store the rest of them in different bins. So there would be like a spring, summer, winter, fall bin. And one of those bins would be out during that season. And then when the season's done, you put those toys away and then bring out a new bin. So you're not having to spend money to get new toys in. The kids are excited because there's something new coming out in circulation. And it's easier to keep track of what you've got because it's, it's not as many toys as you might think. And every time I do this with a family, they say, oh, I don't know, 10. That's, that's not a lot of toys. <laughs> and then almost every time, the family purges down to five. Especially if there's more than one child, because it's not just 10 toys in total, it's 10 per child. Right. So if you've got three kids, that's still 30 toys. Yeah. So um, it, that has been a lot, has, has been helpful for a lot of different families that I've worked with, because the child then know, the children then know where to put it, how to put it away. You know, if there's only... They're only accountable for so many things. It's just easier to focus on tidying up at the end of the day. Right. And I, I, I'm not sure if I caught this, but you involve the kids in the purging? I do, yes. And it's, it's all in the wording of how I do. I don't want to give too much away because this is a... Yeah. I haven't quite trademarked how I do this yet. Yeah. Um, but it, it turned it into a positive situation. Mm -hmm. And then 
and then it's more like a game and they'll tell you the toys that they want to use. Yeah. And, and it's smooth sailing. I've not had any children meltdowns from there. It's like, and I don't know if it's just the same kind of thing as, you know, your, your child, your teacher could tell your child whatever, and they'll listen. But it's not, as long as, as soon as you tell them the same thing, they have a meltdown. It's just like parent child <laughs> dynamic. That's a normal thing. So I don't know if it's just easy because it's me coming in and I'm a stranger. Right that they do it. Um, but I know some parents who have done it without me there and it's, it's worked out. So sure. Yeah. Well that, I mean the toy room, playroom, play area of a room, whatever like that can, I, for myself can get overwhelming in the clutter area. Oh, and, big so time. I- and a lot of families don't even have a specific room for it. They mm-hmm. have like a bin in one of the, adult rooms like the family room or or whatever so you know you don't want when people come over you don't want your home to look like it's a home owned by children and adults live there yeah you want it to look like it's a home where adults live and they happen to have children yeah so there's a fine line between you know how you how you store things and the amount and where and you know just to bring your own peace of mind when the kids are in bed you want to feel calm in your own space. And a lot of families don't feel that because there's just toys everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's actually a wonderful point because even just this past weekend, I um, encouraged a couple of my daughters to move some of their toys to were lucky enough to have a basement where we have pretty much most of the girls toys Mm -hmm. Uh, and they have American girl dolls and all of the accessories, which they play with a lot, but they, it can just feel so cluttered in their rooms with all these things. And I felt like I was feeling like every time I'd walk into their room, my anxiety would just go up a little bit. I'd be like, their room is such a mess, you know? (laughs) Um, And we cleared that out, made some space for it downstairs. And I told the girls, I was like, don't you just feel better being in your room now that it's like less cluttered? And both of them agreed. And I think it's interesting to think that even for kids, like clutter can cause anxiety. Oh, more so than for adults, believe it or not. And imagine your bedroom is meant for you to go to sleep and recharge for the next day ahead. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to do that and it's hard to relax. And it, a lot of this is subconscious. A lot of people don't realize why they can't sleep or why they don't have a good night's sleep. But it's because of the clutter around them. And that's been proven. Mm-hmm. And so when I used to have trouble sleeping and then I went completely minimalistic. Like well, like well beyond the KonMari method. Like yeah. I went full on minimalist. Um, and now, as soon as I go to bed, I just I go into bed. I have nothing in my room other than my bed, a dresser, and a plant. That's <laughs> it. And I feel so calm. I can just fall asleep right away. And then the first thing I see when I wake up in the morning, when my eyes open, is a calm space. Mm. So I can get ready for the day. It's like a clean slate. If you're the last thing you see and the first thing you see when you wake up is clutter. Your your mind's already kind of stressed out before you even begin the day. Mm. And that has to be the same for our kids, like we're saying, you know, I Oh definitely. Uh, one of my mentors uh had told me early on in my kind of motherhood journey that the last thing that you talk to your kids about um, or the last kind of memory they have each day and then the first few minutes of the day are the most important 
or your mm-hmm. kids specifically. And anyway, I find it really interesting as you talk about just if they see clutter before they go to bed and when they wake up, how that can really change the trajectory of their day. Mm-hmm. And same with in classrooms. That's why my my classrooms were very minimalistic in in terms of classroom decor. I mean, my first year of teaching, I was not like that. I didn't know better. So I went and bought all the posters and I did all the things that you're supposed to do as a first year teacher. I looked like a rainbow exploded in my classroom. (laughs) Um, But as I went on in that year, I found like I was taking things down and not replacing them. And the more minimalistic I got, you know, making them clean out their desks at the end of every day, making sure there were no, you know, three day old sandwiches back there or whatever. Like I ran a tight ship in the classroom, but I could see that my students were learning at higher levels than than some of the students of the same grade in different classes, you know. And the first year I thought it was a fluke. Second year I thought, oh, okay, I just got lucky. And third and fourth, I was seeing that there was a consistent focus amongst my students, and I couldn't figure out why. And then one day we were doing buddy reading or something in another classroom. And one of my kids came up to me and like tugged on my, on my shirt and said, can we go back to our classroom, please? I said, why? And he said, I just don't like how it feels in here. And I looked around and sure enough, it was like, it was pure chaos in there. Huh. A, with just like the sounds, like it was loud. It was, there was a lot going on. There was a billion, it was like one of the, it was a teacher who had been around teaching for like 40 years at this point and everything she ever used was still in that classroom. And you know, it was it was overwhelming. And then that's kind of when the light bulb went off of, okay, there's more to this than me just being type A. Right. You know, it, there's there's a lot to this in terms of how these kids are learning and what they're absorbing as, as tiny people, you know? Yeah. Hey guys, Michelle here with a quick interruption. Steph and I are still flying high from the City Moms Blog Sister Site Conference 2019. For two days, 100 women in our network gathered in gorgeous Colorado Springs to learn and grow together. That is the amazing thing about the CMBN sisterhood. We all work together to make sure each of our nearly 100 hyper-local parenting resource sites across the country are successful. Our host site this year was Colorado Springs Moms Blog, and they did a great job showing off their city. Our host property was the Mining Exchange, a Wyndham Grand Hotel and Spa, a beautiful spot in downtown Colorado Springs, and their staff treated us like queens. To see more of the behind-the-scenes fun, check out the hashtag SisterSiteConf19, SisterSiteConf19 on Instagram. Hey, do you want to come next year? We are currently accepting applications for new site owners. Check out citymomsblog.com for more information. Now back to Steph and Ivanka. Yeah, so talk a little bit more about why and how you got into the KonMari method in particular and just this uh, career. Uh, Well, it was funny because actually, I mean, I would be the butt of all teacher jokes in the school because my classroom was so clean (laughs) and people would be like oh let's go eat lunch off Ivanka's floor because it's so clean yeah Yeah. and the caretakers love me like they would do extra cleaning for me because they didn't have to clean around junk so they would wash my windows and like disinfect my desks and other teachers would be like why do you get that done I'm like well because they're not spending 20 minutes picking up pencils because 
I make my students do that. Yeah. You know, we, we had a rule. I called it the million dollar pencil. I said, if your pencil was worth a million dollars and you heard it fall on the ground, would you still keep walking? Well, no. So then why do you, when you drop your pencils every day in the hallway? Like, I know they hear them fall, but they just don't pick them up. <laughs> so I said, in this classroom, we're going to assume that everything is worth a million dollars. So when I hear something drop, you know, you better be picking it up. And it, they took it so literally. It was like, you hear something fall, there's like 10 kids diving on the floor, making sure that, you know, that does not stay on that floor. Yeah. And I never had kids, you know, looking for like saying, oh, miss, I don't have a pencil. Oh, miss, I don't have this. I don't have this. Like they knew where everything was and they were accountable for it. Mm. And so, so I was the butt of all the jokes in the school, which is fine. And then someone gave me Marie Kondo's book as a joke saying like, oh, it's like this book was meant for you. <laughs> and so I read it because you know, I got a free book. So why not? Yeah. And there were a lot of things that already I kind of had in my life, my mother implemented a lot of the things like the shoe boxes and the drawers and okay. certain ways of folding things. And, but there were things that I, that I did learn and I thought, this is amazing. And we were sitting around in the staff and this was the end of the year. And one of the other teachers said, how was that book? Like, haha. Yeah. No, it was actually, it was really great. Like, you know, talking about some of the stuff in there and they said, can I just pay you to come do it to my house? Cause I don't want to read the book. <laughs> and they were dead serious. And so I said, okay, yeah. Sure. If you want to, you want to pay me money to clean your, in your house or your classroom, like whatever, I'll do it. Right. And so I started doing that in the summer and more people kept asking me. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to see if this is actually legal. Like if I can be <laughs> charging people money to do someone else's method yeah. and in, in the moment, like down to the moment of when they posted the very first course, like the registration. Yeah. That's when I went online to try to find her email to ask her wow. if I could be. Yeah. So, and it was funny because when I went, when I showed up at the course, people were saying, oh yeah, my computer kept crashing. And I thought I wouldn't get in. And I, I was waiting and waiting. And, and then they come around to me like, oh, how, how long did you wait? And I, I kind of lied because I didn't want them to know that <laughs> Oh, I just opened up my computer and I just thought, oh, it's in New York. I'm close by. I'll do it. Yeah. And that's kind of how that happened, which was amusing to me less yeah. so for the others but um and how many years ago was that that was three years it'll be three years this august okay and then have you you're not teaching anymore no, right no i'm considering going back and doing substitute teaching okay um but at this point it's it's a little busy so i'm not i do miss the classroom but i i love what i do because i'm still essentially teaching yeah just in my own way yeah and how many years did you do, did you have lap over of doing the organizational business on top of teaching? There, so there was no overlap. So it, this was um, because all this Kamari stuff with the book happened at the end of the school year. Yeah. I started doing it in the summer. Okay. And then just decided not to go back. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and to to work on your own out, like to work on your own time and be your own boss. Right. There, there are pros and cons, but the pros definitely outweigh the cons for me personally. Right. Well, you're right that it is a seemingly good kind of combination of the things that you're passionate about with the teaching aspect, uh, especially with families, uh, and doing some work in the classrooms, but then also just having flexibility and yeah, I. I love that. Well, um, I 
I'm inspired. I am inspired by you to like, <laughs> to really honestly, I think like my biggest take home is really considering like what does what is the chaos in our home? Um, you know, how is that affecting my kids and my husband and I? And what are some practical practical things that we can do to lessen that stress in right. all of our lives? And well, and that's one of the reasons that I wrote my children's book called The Tidy Moose. Yeah. It's about a, it's about a moose named Merle and he goes around and talks about all the different things that he does to to be tidy and how it makes him feel better. Yeah. And so for for family like obviously I can't go in and work with a thousand families at the same time. So with this book, you know, parents read it to their kids and then all of a sudden the feedback that I've received so far is, you know, oh my my child, my three year old, really wants to get dressed in the morning by himself because because Merle does. Mm-hmm. And oh oh, I spilled some milk at at dinner time. I better clean it up because Merle cleans it up. So it's it's kind of it's been so helpful for families so far. The book's yeah. only been out for three weeks, but a yeah. lot of the feedback that I've been receiving has been has been great because it's starting them off earlier with just little. It's like planting little seeds yeah. that are helping them instill these kind of tidying habits to take the load off parents. Yeah. That was kind of the intention of the book because parents have a lot on their plates these days. Right. You know, it's, there's just lots going on and you shouldn't be taking the brunt of all the tidying too, especially when you have able-bodied children to be able to clean up after themselves. Like if they can program iPads and things like that, believe me, they can figure out how to use a laundry machine. (laughs) They they sure can. (laughs) Well, I loved the um, Tidy Moose book, um, and I'm for sure going to link to it in our show notes so people can check it out because I think that and and Merle, how cute you come up with Merle. Well, I wanted alliteration. I wanted an M name, but it was all of the good cliche ones were taken already and I didn't want a lawsuit so I'm like oh man what is the most random name that I can think of <laughs> Mer I think you got it Merle yeah Merle <laughs> people are like am I pronouncing it correctly I'm like who knows I don't even know if I am <laughs> if you just say it with confidence yeah Merle, <laughs> Merle now, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome well thank you for all of your insight um we do have like a few questions that we always end each of our podcast episodes with there are just Ed Sprinkle's mom poll questions and so the first question is and you just have to like just off the cuff you answer them okay. uh what is a great book movie or show that you recently discovered oh recently I so I don't own a tv okay um but uh well the movie can i say oh oh book is one of them too book movie or show um okay so girl wash your face yes is a book that i by rachel hollis yes that's the one yes um it's such a feel good like motivational i can do anything kind of book yeah and so if you're looking for something like that i recommend that one yeah i love that book i've actually read it as well she divides out kind of the traditional life and to a lot of easy bite-size considerations of you know like really rethinking um how you do things I think it's great Mm -hmm. and with humor which is great like I find myself laughing out loud on the subway every time I'm reading it yeah for sure no I love that uh okay second question is 
Well, and I'm very curious how you're going to answer this because you <laughs> can, you already said you're a significant minimalist. Um, oh, yeah. What is the last thing that you remember ordering on Amazon? Oh. Oh, I, um, I don't even. What is that? Alexa? Is that what that's yeah. called? That, yeah. yeah. So I got that before Christmas because in my minimalistic ways, I got rid of the radio. Like my, yeah, like my large radio system from like 1995. Yeah. And I wanted something smaller. And so I got, I got an Alexa. And uh, do you feel like you're using it to its full potential? I'm, I'm learning all the amazing things it does. (laughs) I'm waiting for it to like cook me dinner one of these days, but yeah, I, (laughs) I love it. No, that's, that's awesome. But before that, it's been nothing because I did a, I did a year of no shopping this year. I, this is why um, I was like, in like 2018. I'm nervous about asking you this question because I feel yeah. like your minimalistic tendencies probably mean you haven't bought much on Amazon. Yeah, no, I bought nothing other than that. And that was kind of cheating because I ordered it before Christmas. My year of no shopping was up on January 1st. Wow. And I ordered this like on the 28th. So I felt like I was letting myself down, even though I didn't get it till the whatever. We had a postal strike. So I got it like a week ago. but. Okay. Shoot. (laughs) All right. So the last question, um, and because, so the podcast is called Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, Mm -hmm. and we are all about celebrating life, the little and the big things. And so tell me one thing that you are celebrating these days. I'm in there. Gosh, there are lots of things. I think I'm learning to celebrate just being in the moment. Um, and being grateful for the things that are happening now, because I used to focus on all the things that weren't happening, Mm. you know, like why, why is this not happening? Why don't I have this yet? Why haven't I reached this milestone in my business? Whereas, and and then forgetting about all the things that have been happening. So in the last, I'd say two weeks or so, I've really focused on honing in on the joys of the positives in my life, Mm. which has been quite difficult in the past to do, but Mm it's really changed how I'm approaching moving forward in business and just like relationships and family life and that kind of thing. Sure. Been fun. I love that. That's a wonderful word to end on because I think regardless of what season of life you're in or what you do, like that is what all of us should be focusing on, right? Celebrating the things, the good things that we've been given rather than focusing so much on what we haven't been. Mm-hmm. a lot of ways so uh well thank you so much for being on um the podcast and sharing some of your tips we're definitely going to be suggesting people check out your website and your social handles and if you're in the toronto area checking you out as a great uh tool especially at the beginning of a year so uh thanks again thank you for having me this was fun hey okay michelle yeah because you are a con mari kool-aid yeah drinker drinker. Mm -hmm. do you have something like on your to-do list next that's related to decluttering your home i do so something i've been meaning to do for a long time that the whole konmari thing motivated me to do now yeah is make legacy boxes for my kids so that's taking when i when as they're growing out of certain sizes i've just been keeping certain clothes that mean something to me that spark joy Mm -hmm. that are sentimental and i've just (laughs) just been throwing them in 
a box, honestly, an old diaper box on top of my daughter's closet. Uh-huh. So I finally went through it and it was interesting now, a few years later, some of the stuff, I don't even know why I saved it. There's no, I don't have a memory. So it was easy to kind of get rid of that stuff. Right. But then there's certain things that I don't, I want to keep them, but I don't really know what to do with them. I don't know that my kids are going to want them. And I actually posted this question on Facebook and yeah. one of my friends suggested, and I love this, is to order a glass bulb from Amazon and you can stuff inside the glass bulb their hospital cap and the bracelet oh. from the hospital when they were born. And yep. then every year at Christmas, you have that ornament to put on your tree, which I just think is so precious. Oh, I love that. And then, you know, as they grow older and they want, you know, they may want it someday, they can take it from the ornaments and and take it to their family. So that's something that I'm going to be doing with some of the sentimental items I'm finding from my, when my kids were babies. The yeah. other thing is I had a onesie. We didn't find out the gender of our children before they were born. Cause we, you're cool like that. Cause we'd be cool like that. We can wait. We're patient. <laughs> And I, we found out, you know, obviously when they were born and, um, but I had the same onesie that was a gender neutral onesie that I brought both of them home from the hospital in. And it says it's white with black letters. It says a Frey Fortin production because my maiden name is Frey. My married name is Fortin. Just really cute. So I can't really put that in either child's legacy box because it was for both. They both wore it. Right. (laughs) And someone was saying you should keep it and give it to the the kid who gives you the first grandchild. Well, that's going to be a while. Yeah. But I think I'll probably, someone also suggested getting a shadow box and displaying that with pictures of both kids in it. Sure. Which I also think would be real cute. Now, yeah. true true minimalists wouldn't even put that on the wall. Like they'd put that up on a shelf in a closet. But I'm not a true minimalist. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I like stuff I on my walls, people. <laughs> yeah. I think both of us have our share of gallery walls in our home. <laughs> You know what I have in my home stuff? I have a um, life-size canvas of your gallery wall. (laughs) (laughs) You totally do. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Just to hang behind me when I feel like pretending I'm Steph. (laughs) That is a good friend. Somebody that will print a friend's gallery wall on a banner (laughs) just for a show prop. Yep. (laughs) Oh, Michelle. Uh, Okay, Michelle, I... We're going to end this episode with our Just Add Sprinkles uh, mom poll. So I've got three rapid fire questions, and I think that you already may have alluded to one of the answers. So we're going to start with that that question first. Uh, So your first question is, what is a recent Amazon purchase that you made? Okay. So, okay. So recent Amazon purchase that I made, um, well, I'm going to be making the glass balls. Uh-huh. But something else I recently ordered is a book that I that you recommended Ooh. called The Road Back to You. It's the yes. Enneagram book. And I've been reading that and I love it. So that's oh another gosh. recent thing I ordered. I love the Enneagram. Okay, well, that is a good transition to the second question. And actually, that answer, The Road Back to You, which we'll link to in the show notes, um, cannot be the answer to this question. Oh, shoot. But okay. the, second an- the second question is, what new book or new movie, or new TV show have you currently been indulging in? Have you heard about Tidying Up with Marie Kondo? (laughs) (laughs) No. Not at all. (laughs) I should have just assumed 
assumed that was going to be your answer. That's kind of been my obsession. Um, no, I, okay, so I'll be, I'll just talk about a movie. If you haven't taken your kids to see the new Mary Poppins movie, uh-huh. Mary Poppins Returns, yeah, that was a huge hit in our house. And the soundtrack is amazing. Mm. And I highly recommend Mary Poppins both seeing the movie and getting the soundtrack. Okay. Awesome. All right. Last last question is, what is one thing that you're celebrating in motherhood now? That's one thing I am celebrating in motherhood. I am, oh gosh, I'm celebrating that my kids next week will finally be back in school full days. <laughs> oh, I'm one of those people where I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a better mom when I have a break yeah. and I love my children, but we had the holiday break and then they went back to school for a week. And then this week they've been all on half days, which is just a special kind of torture. And then next week they go, it's like insert the, yes, exactly. <laughs> like we were That's just getting to back into the routine. And then all of a sudden you're giving me half days. You're trying to kill me. Oh, so when they go back to routine, because then I can actually have a full day to get my stuff done and give them my full attention at the end of their day, which is what they deserve and what I love to give as a mom. So I'm looking that forward to next week. saying that Michelle and I are celebrating anyone that's listening. That's a teacher. Yes. That, that takes you. our children all day. We love you. We <laughs> With love you. With no holiday breaks yes. and no continuing <laughs> education opportunities. <laughs> Oh, oh my yes. gosh. Well, that is too funny. Well, um, next month is February. Yeah, it's my birthday month. Just oh. saying, just dropping that there. No, but it's also, it is also Valentine's Day. Uh, Steph, do you and Alan celebrate Valentine's Day? You know, we're not anti Valentine's Dayers. Some people are like, every day should be Valentine's Day. <laughs> I mean, you might be on that party, no. Michelle, but that's not us so much. Uh, so we generally do like, celebrate our relationship and our love for our kids and family and whatnot. We don't make it like a huge ordeal though. How about you? Well, my birthday is the day before, so it just, you you better believe there's a celebration of some sort. Well, there has to be a celebration of Valentine's day in order to differentiate it from my birthday. So there has to be a major birthday celebration followed by Valentine's day. Not and nothing combined in any way, shape or form. Oh so my goodness, poor we, Jason. I know. But, you know, it's actually after my birthday, it's kind of nice to have a holiday that then I can turn around and show love to my husband and my kids. Yeah. Where the attention's not on me anymore. I don't mind the attention on me, but. <laughs> it gives you a healthy, humble balance. pill. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we just do small stuff. We don't really even go out to dinner. We just do cards and flowers and maybe a little candy or something. Nothing big. Yeah. Well, um, our next episode, we're actually going to talk about relationships. And so you're going to want to make sure to come back and hear more about that. But until then, friends, take Michelle's advice, and yes. which came from Marie Kondo, the Polly Pocket of home <laughs> organ- <laughs> organization experts, um, and declutter your home, even if it's just a little. Take one step at a time, but make sure as you're decluttering to not get rid of all the sprinkles and make sure to add some sprinkles to your life. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit citymomsblognetwork.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our hosts. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.